Father, Father, we submit this time unto you. Father, take control of my tongue. Whatever I speak, O Lord, Father, that Father, I pray, O Lord, Father, that it will be a blessing. And Father, it will be, Father, it will be touching each and every heart. Father, those, Father, we pray, O Lord, Father, that you will make the soil receptive. And Father, the word that it goes out of my tongue, only it will be the God's will. And Father, that will touch many. Father, I submit myself unto you. I am not worthy. I am a, I am a wretched. I am a wretched by nature. But only because of you. Because of you. Because of you in Cal Cal Calvary. I give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, a life without God. When you enter a room. When, when it is. When you are entering into a dark room. Everything is doubt, doubtful, which is kept on a corner. Anything that you see vague, vague, vaguely, it is all a doubt. You don't have clarity on what things are and what, uh, what is there. So without God, if it is without, without God, when you enter, you are skeptic of every, everything. Everything around, around you, in and, in and around you, is doubtful for you. But when God is there, He is the light that enlightens every person. And he will, he will find the meaning in life. So that is the difference between a man who is not having God and who is having God in his life. Uh, when we, uh, God is the meaning for every reason. Why and why and what do you live? It is more than the belief that we should have, because belief is a term which is used uh, in in the scripture that even devils believe that God is God is there and trembles. So we need to have we need to have our relationship with God more than the belief to trust. So that is important. Now the the message is all about God as this is taken from uh, Ephesians chapter one three bless God blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. God, when he selected each and every one of us, God had blessed us with all spiritual blessings. All spiritual blessings includes a lot of list. I would wish to name a few of them that you reflect his glory. You receive his glory and you reflect his glory. The second thing is you receive the image of God. Third thing is you will receive the moral values from the unchanging word of God.
Fourth is, you will receive the truth, the substance in life. Fifth is, God gives you an intrinsic worth. God gives you a value. And the sixth is, you have a living hope. There are many, many, many more. I cannot limit it to these. But this is some of the things that God has put as a thought in me and it developed into a message that, it, uh, that now presently I am pressing in, press, press, presenting it to you. That is my, uh, my prayer was that let this message first come to me and let it make an entry into me before I give the message. Now you, re you receive and reflect his glory. Uh, John chapter 1, 1, in the beginning was, was the word and the word was with God and word was God. Word was God refers about Jesus. When we read again, he was the, in the fourth verse, he was the light uh, and the life and in him was life and the life was the light of men. So we read that the life that was in Jesus was the light of men. And fifth verse, the light shine in darkness and darkness complement it not. Here we see that the light, the light that comes into a man, a man and that darkness departs. It's always, we know that when light is the real thing and darkness is just the, abs just the absence of it. Now, this is the true light that in ninth verse, that was a true light which lightened every man that come into this world. So, uh, this life, this light which is the life of Christ, enlightened every man, not some, not few, every, 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 every man who receives him. Fourteenth, fourteenth verse, And the word was made flesh, dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the one and only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, uh, here, John, Apostle John says that he saw the glory of God full of grace and truth. So, the glory of God, when it comes to man, it comes as grace and truth, full of grace and truth. Uh, grace is an enlightened stat status of a man when his presence is very much in that person, when he is controlled by his presence. That he is the, at that, that stage we call that he is graceful, he is full of, full of grace. And the truth is the substance of God. You know, when we... Uh, when we think about Jesus, Jesus taught 
the lady near the well, the Samaritan lady, said that you have to worship the Lord. The time is going to come that the, you have to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. In spirit and truth is exactly the same. In spirit, we worship the Lord in spirit and the truth is right there. The truth is Christ and we, because God is the spirit, we, we go to that level of spirit, uh, spiritual realm and we worship, adore him in truth. Uh, when uh, they, Jesus, when he was crucif crucified, they wanted to root out his doctrines by pinning on the cross. But God made that cross into a royal throne that we all are looking at Calvary for our sal salvation. So the, the, the darkness wanted to eradicate, to take out, take out the roots, roots that uh, the uh, root of all his doctrines, but God made him, made it a royal throne. And, and the darkness did not know that it was God alone who, who had master planned the whole thing. God's master plan was such that you cannot understand our mind cannot understand, God, uh, devil cannot understand. We can understand God's way only when his spirit dwells in us. So it is important that the spirit has to dwell in us. We should be in him. So they tracked them down to that point, tracked, them, tracked him down to that point that whatever his doctrines were, will be eradicated, will be rooted out. But he did not take out the cross from his way. We see that God did not take out the cross from his way. In, not in spite of the cross, rather God he went through the cross. He went through the cross. It was actually God. He conquered it by going through it. By going through it, we have the salvation. If it, 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 if it was in spite of that, if he would have used any other way, we would not have salvation. God became victorious in your life and in my life, in my life, when I decided to go through the dark mystery of life with Christ. Only when I was able to hold his hand during the dark, mysterious times in my life with God, when I was able to do that, 
God, uh, God gave me the victory. And God did not use to reveal his glory, to reflect his glory. He did not use the princes of this world. In 1 Corinthians 2, 7 says, But we speak of the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. The next verse says, Which none of the princes of this world knew, for they had known it, they would have crucified the Lord of glory, who being the so he uh, so it is the wisdom of god is shown as a mystery and shown as a hidden wisdom that god ordained before the world unto our glory so what we understand here is god's plan was mysterious that no one the devil cannot understand if you are a child of God, I have mentioned this before also, if you are a child of God, the devil cannot know, cannot know God's plan. Because if you are the child of God, you will be placed in the secret place of his. That is what we read in Psalms 91.1. Placed in the secret place. Only when you are in the secret place, you will know the will of God. So, for sure that the darkness cannot comprehend it because, because of the light, the glory of the Lord. Now, when you reflect the glory of the Lord, in Hebrews 1.3, who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person, that is what we, 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 uh, we read about Jesus, Jesus Christ. When in uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and the, and, and the Lord's Spirit is, there is freedom. 18th verse, And all of us reflect the glory of the Lord, with unveiled faces, we are becoming more like him with ever-increasing glory by the Lord's Spirit. Here we see that unveiled faces. Why Paul says like that is Paul was talking about the law. Paul was uh, talking about the law. Paul had mentioned it earlier. He said that uh, God wrote all covenant and his commandments with his spirit on the table of your heart not on the table of the stone the law was made on the table of the stone but in Christ God writes on the table of your heart in 2nd Corinthians 3 15 says yet to this day when Moses is read a veil covers their hearts, but whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Uh, the issue is that when we, law, uh, when we read the law, always this veil is there. It is not clear. There is something, there is something hiding. 
so uh, only when you turn to christ it becomes clear the veil is taken off in romans 8 3 says for what the law could not do that it was weak through flesh we read there weak through flesh the law could not do it was weak through flesh so what we understand is the law could not control the flesh for that god sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh god sent jesus in the likeness of sinful flesh how we are and he condemned sin in the flesh so that is important that law could not that is the that is the issue that when we read the new testament and the old testament it is all hell a lot of difference because because it it does not reflect the glory of god the glory of god is reflected only in the new testament that is why paul says there is a veil when you read the old testament the law when you read in christ when you turn to christ the veil is removed even the law is clear to you until then the law is not clear to you so when you turn to christ the veil is uh, taken out and then it says that it says that uh, we are becoming more like him that is the 18th verse like him with ever increasing glory by the lord spirit ever increasing glory of the lord spirit ever increasing glory that means the spirit of the lord takes the word the word and it opens it up to you and and while we dwell in that in that word in that word the glory of the lord comes into us you know when we are walking in the lord according to the commandments there is a light that going behind you and in front of you we are not able to see that light that is the glory of god that is only when you come to christ in when you if you read the old testament when i i was talking to a, a person in the prison he was saying that that i have started uh, reading from genesis genesis is not the place where we have to start the reading we have to start from the new new testament so that the light is christ christ throws the light into the law and then you find meaning but if you start from the genesis it's a story book for you when you understand don't look from the old testament point of view look from the new testament point of view throw what god has spoken to you and when you look at the old testament you will see meaning everywhere 
even in ruth that small chapter uh, small book when i read for the first time i understood that boaz was not the redeemer there was another person before boaz boaz could not redeem uh, ruth and naomi he had to ask the permission when he asked the permission the redeemer said no you cannot i will redeem all uh, elimelech's and naomi naomi's uh, uh, properties and riches but ruth i cannot you know when when you read that you will never understand that this first redeemer was law god sent law for the first time to redeem but law was not able to redeem a sinner but our god jesus christ our boaz said i will redeem everything you just move out and i will redeem everything if you need to know that you need to read first the new new testament first you should have the revelation of god what is god who was christ why did he come for what purpose he came and who are you in christ then you will see the meaning of the law then the veil will be removed then there will be light so we are called to reflect his glory his reflect his glory and becoming more like him with ever increasing glory by the lord spirit second is you receive the image of god second corinthians 4:4 says the god of this world has blinded minds of them which believe not less the light of the glorious gospel of christ who is the image of god should shine unto them here we see the light of the glorious gospel of christ this is talking about the new testament he tells that the glorious gospel the light of the glorious gospel of christ so he talks to you and me that who when we don't believe in christ we will not have we we will not be able to see the image of god because the glorious gospel of christ is giving you the light giving you the light Genesis 127 says so God created man in his own image and in image of God created so God created the man in his, in his own image you know God's plan was to be with the uh, his own creation so he made on his own image so we need to receive that image we read to we need to receive that image there is a beautiful uh, theme that uh, zack uh, not sakpunen uh, ravi sakreya says 
that. You just uh, uh, listen to this para para paragraph, Luke 20, 22. Is it lawful for us to give tribute unto Caesar? Is, is, it, it's a question by the Pharisees. Uh, but he perceived the craftiness and said unto them, Why you tempt me? Immediately God said, Give me a penny. And they gave him a penny. Jesus asked, Whose image and superscription, uh, superscription had it? And they ans ans answered and said, It's Caesar's. And he said unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's, and unto the things which be of God's. It's a beautiful, beautiful scripture where, uh, where he is trying to portray who are you. He says that, he asks them what image is on the coin. And they say that it is Caesar's. And he says, you give what is Caesar's, but you belong to God. You give it to God. In, in other, other words, you are the image of God. What you are, you give it back to God. Beautiful picturization. Beautiful picturization. Uh, so, if we understand, if we if we understand that if we give our image to God, whose image will be on you? It will be God's, God's image. So it is, it is it's, it's very important that we should give up. Jesus, Jesus says, you give up yourself and then follow me. So only when we give up our own image, God's image can be seen by others. Otherwise, others cannot see God's image. Second Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Very technical verse it is. Unless you put your head down, you will not understand. For God, for God commanded light to shine out of darkness. Because God said, let the light shine. And the darkness was gone. It could not comprehend. Now, it says that the light, uh, he has put the light shine in our hearts. In our hearts. He has shined in our hearts. In our hearts we have the lights. To give light of the knowledge of the glory of God. In the face of Jesus Christ. So the light which was there in the face of God was there in the face of Christ. And when we see that light in that Christ, uh, in, in, in the face of Christ, that is a, it relates to us. When the light shines into our hearts, 
this light of Christ will shine in you. So, when we read that, for God who commanded the light out of darkness is still not, is still not complete, has shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So in the face of Jesus, Jesus Christ, in the face of Jesus Christ was the glory of God. And that glory is in our hearts. Did you, did you understand? Is it uh, difficult? Someone is sleeping? Yeah? Okay. Uh, so then it continues. Who has called out of darkness into his marvelous light? So we are all called, called out of darkness into his marvelous, marvelous light. So we need to reflect God wherever we are. Wherever we are the image of God. We are the image of God because he has put the image in us. He did not just do just like that. He gave his own life because he saw in Calvary when he was tested for the truth, he saw in Calvary the salvation of the sinners. He saw. So we are supposed to, as the children of God, we are supposed to receive his image and show forth his image wherever we are. Now, next is, next that we are, first we are, we, we should reflect him, we should reflect God in our lives. Second is, we receive, uh, second is, we receive his image, his own image, the same print. And third, you receive moral values in life. The third one is, uh, Moses gave 613 laws. Jesus made everything into two. The first one was, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first command, command, commandment. You know, Jesus said that you need to love God. He is the Alpha and Omega. What does Alpha and Omega mean? Means, means, means to us. He's the beginning and end. What does personally it means, means to you? We have to start and end with God. The starting and ending should be with God. Alpha and Omega is not for singing. It is with us, for us. The life should start with God and end with God. Every day morning it should start with God, end with God. Uh, we should be on his own track. Own track. So we need this Alpha and Omega to do his will. To do his will. This is the first command, 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 commandment. This is the first com commandment. Now, to do his will, we need the moral values. Without the moral values, Bible is the core. There is no other, not because I, I am a Christian or I believe in, in Jesus Christ. I have tested, 
I have tested each and every verse. There is no moral value that could supersede or they can come and say this is better than this. Even the small question that we just discussed, if it was, if it was me, I would have given a different answer. But when it was to Jesus, Jesus, the wisdom of God cannot be compared. So Bible gives you the ultimate. All religions say, don't murder. Don't murder. Committing murder is a sin. No religion says that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be danger of judgment. And whosoever shall say his brother Raka shall be in danger of counsel. Whosoever shall say thou fool be in danger of hellfire. What we understand, and then the next verse is, therefore, if you bring the, thy gift, you cannot give a gift in the altar with having a different standard of moral. You cannot do that because the, the Bible says that keep, keep your gift. If your brother, if there is anything for your brother against you, keep your gift. First, you go and reconcile with your brother. There is no moral value that goes beyond, beyond, beyond this. This is the ultimate moral value. So, uh, so we, uh, again, about adult, adultery, there is nothing, nothing beyond, beyond this. If whosoever look, at, look on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart, there is no value. When you compare each and, each and every verses from the Bible and compare and compare and compare with with what with, with what it is mentioned. It might be mentioned committing adultery is a sin in all the other religions. But here, Jesus does not allow the flesh to work. That is the difference. The difference is, Jesus does not allow. It is a comprehensive antivirus. It is it is, it is not when you put this antivirus, no virus can enter into. Because this is in full. In full. It takes care of the flesh. Law cannot take care of the flesh. No other religion can take care of the flesh. Only the glorious gospel of Christ. The glorious gospel of Christ is the one which, why? Because you and, you and me, we are here. It talks about moral absolutes. It does not uh, reduce any, it does not reduce any value. That is why it says in Mark 13, 31, Heaven and earth shall pass away. My words shall not pass away. See the meaning of that. I had many, in the beginning, I had thought many times, 
how that word has got value. Heaven and earth shall pass away. My word shall not pass away. Now you understood? The moral value is the absolute. And even if the, even if the world moves away, the absolute is absolute. The absolute is nothing less than absolute. So we see that in the modern era, when we take our own decision, when we go after our own gods, when we go after anything, what happens? You are forced to have different levels of morals. You know, at the time when I was a boy, to see a kiss, see a kiss, now everyone is awake. <laughs> to see a kiss, you need to go into the film theater. Now, you should be careful to switch on the TV. If you have a TV in your house, if you have a, uh, a mobile with you, if you switch on, unless you are always checking uh, the biblical verses, you open the mobile to YouTube, you will get those, those ones. But if you are, you know, it reads you. It says whether the... Uh, the YouTube tells you whether you are worldly or not. You open it. You open it. And you will, you will see what kind of news are coming there. If you are always looking at Christian channels, they will show only those because they want to sell that. Now, if you are looking into half there and half here, you will see like this, you will see like this. Then you will go and click there and then... So... You, you have to be the moral absolute. You know, one, one time there was a, there was a story. Uh, one person was a timekeeper. He used to uh, keep the time of a company, and uh, uh, his watch was not working, work, 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 working well. So he came out and he fixed. This was, again, uh, said by uh, Ravi Sakreya. He, he came and adjusted the time, the adjusted the time uh, with a clock which is kept outside. And uh, he was uh, doing the timekeeping like that. One day, the timekeeper of that clock said, I see every time you come here and you adjust the watch. Why, why do you adjust the watch? He said, my watch is not working properly, so I am, uh, I am adjusting with this uh, time that you have here. Then he was telling uh, this person that, you know, my watch is also having some problem. I am always listening to the bell that is going on in that other factory. So this is the moral standard. How the moral standard goes. You know, one person uh, adjusts with another person, another person adjusts with another one, and then, and then, I was talking to an, an atheist at, at the very, uh, about three, four days back, and I said this, that you, uh, then he was not ready to accept, he says that each and every person has got a moral. It is not like that. You know, you set a moral by looking at or hearing or under, understanding. You know, uh, God has very clearly me, uh, told us not to take the level of arg argumentation to a, to a level that you lose your spirit, spirituality. You can never do that. So if he's not understanding, leave him. But he was, you know, this is a problem. When an atheist comes, that is, a, that is a reason that atheists has killed a, l a lot of people, as, as he says. 
that, he's, uh, that, that they have killed because the standards they set. They set. At different time, they set the standards. And the standard becomes a law of that country. So, um, so the second is, the second, uh, uh, the second is um, uh, Mark uh, 12, 31. Uh, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, and none other, uh, uh, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This is the second command. You know, God considers, God considers us and others as different and their property is different, their job is different, their life is different, their family is different, their uh, uh, sexual life is uh, different and sacred. So everything is, everything is different. So God says that when you consider, you consider the values, the moral, the moral, moral, moral values as sacred and your life as sacred and when you are supposed to do like that, you are supposed to do the same with your neighbor also. See the beauty, beauty of that. When Jesus made these two statements, I thought, how? All the law could be made into two. But the Lord was so clear that everything is sacred. As thyself, it says that, how you love thyself. You love, you love your neighbor. So in that goes everything, everything. Your neighbor's property, your neighbor's wife, your neighbor's daughter, everything. Your neighbor's son, everything comes in that. So it is very, very clear from that that the, uh, that uh, uh, <coughs> uh, that Everything, the, that is the reason God has given the moral values. Now, the, uh, now uh, in 2 John 1, 9 says, Whosoever transgresseth, uh, transgresseth and abide not in the doctrine of Christ has no God. So here it says that the doctrine of Christ, if you don't abide in that, he's he has no God. The fourth one is, you receive the truth. Second uh, Peter 1.16 says, For we have not followed cunning devised fables uh, when we made known unto you the power of the coming of the Lord of Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Uh, Peter says that he did not use any cunning devised fables. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. And when he, there came such voice to him from the excellent glory, and the voice came from the heaven that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That was the truth. John says, John says in 1.1 1, 1 says, First uh, John 1.1 1, 1 says, which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, which our hands are handled of the word of life. So here, apostles gives the truth. 
that this is truth. Christ is truth. We have handled, we have heard, we have seen. So, uh, so uh, when Thomas was not ready to believe, every, each and every uh, apostle was not ready to believe. That is, a, that is the reason when we uh, read that both John and Peter ran, you know, Peter never believed. He heard, he immediately jumped and uh, ran, but he never believed that it was Jesus uh, who was going to be there. He ran, but suddenly he came to know that he flawed three times. He said, uh, I, I didn't know him. So immediately when it came that he was going to meet the same God, his speed was reduced. Everywhere you see that godliness, Everywhere, the God's Spirit talks about the truth. And when uh, uh, Thomas said, I will touch his wound, then Jesus came and asked Thomas to put. Immediately, we see the answer of Thomas. Uh, the answer of Thomas, Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. You know, the expression of him, my Lord and my God. This is the expression, expression of someone who knows God. Jesus says to Pilate, uh, Jesus says to Pilate that my kingdom does not belong to this world. If it was, the servants would have fought for me. That is the truth which he said. Which he said was a truth. Now you will receive this truth when you believe in Christ. Because he said, he said, I am standing here. Pilate, you are now questioning, questioning me. You are questioning me. You are judging me. This particular thing itself is the truth. Because in the in, in, in the scriptures it is written. And Jesus was quite sure of what he was going to do. The truth was so clear. So he said, this is the truth. And, uh, and he, Jesus said, I have come to witness for the truth. And Pilate says, what is truth? And he never waits to hear what Jesus, Jesus says. The truth is nothing but now what you're doing. My, my, my kingdom, I'm a king. And in my kingdom is not of this, of, of this world. So here we see that Jesus talks about the truth. That he himself sta stands there is the truth because he has come for the sinners. He needs to be judged. He needs to be crucified. He knew about it. Uh, Before, I just want to ask you certain questions. Before you knew God, how did people consider you? Before you knew this truth, how did people consider you? How much, uh, how much worth that your word carried? How much trust, trustworthy you were? All this being added since it is 100%, 100 and if it is more than 100, it is in me. Everything was added at that point of time. 
Now, God's, the next one is God gives you an intrinsic worth. In Matthew 18, 11 says, The Son of Man is come to save which that was lost. To save that which was lost. That if you have hundred sheep, if one is lost, our God is the God who goes after that one, one lost one and comes, comes, comes back and rejoice with others, with the 1999. So God has a value. If you are lost, God looks you as if, as if that the one, which is, the one which is lost, the one which is lost, and he will come behind you. He is a God like that. He has come behind you. Each and every one of us, he has come like that. That's the reason why we are here. Uh, in Isaiah 49, uh, it says that, can a woman forget his sucking child? Even if the woman forgets, I will not forget, God says. This is a verse to you. This is a verse to you that he will never, whatever be your problems, the problems may be that you cannot think or you cannot fix, but God is in control. God knows about it. Only thing, uh, the only problem would be that we are not with God. Uh, now, in uh, first, first, first Corinthians, then, then again he says that he's engraved you in his palm. He's engraved. How do you feel when you read that particular verse? Is engraved. Mean to say that the, the, the nail that went into his hand was for you. Now, in 1 Corinthians 1.26, Brothers, think about your own calling. Not many of you are wise by human standards. Not many are powerful. Not many are noble by birth. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Is there anyone who can lift their hand, who can say that I was wise at the time when God called me? Is there anyone? I can always vouch that I was the most foolish one on earth when he saw me. I didn't have, I was, I was, uh, I was totally, uh, totally sent out from my house. I was staying in other places. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a focus, focus in my life. At that time, someone, someone said, pray unto God. That's the time I, 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 I said, my father. And that, that one word changed my life. And that life, I, that changed my life and I started crying. I understood that I am, you know, everyone had a say who is going on the roadside. He will just, maybe he is thinking about something. Suddenly he says, ah, what are you doing? They know that I, am, I don't have any job. He's, I am just loafing about here and here and there. They know. He, they want to just have a, have a, just, just to make you, you know, so you cannot face people. So you are disappointed, dis distressed. When you are distressed, God says, I have a value for you. He called me, he called me when I was worthless. I didn't have, I didn't have any, 
college degree. Seven years I studied for a degree, but I didn't pass out even, even in a single subject. Seven years. Can you imagine? Three years is the total period. Seven years. But I could not pass out in, that, in, in, in any of the uh, exams. Not even one. Not even one. All the three years were carried for seven years. And, and when I came to God, he said, you are my son. You are my son. You know, he, he is the one. I, you know, the time when I said, I, I really like this verse that even, uh, even my mother and father would put, uh, uh, would, 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 not, uh, would not accept me. There is a Lord who accepts us. There is a Lord. So at that time, when I was, when I was totally without any education, I came to the Lord, I started carrying the Bible. The glory of the Lord was going front and back. I was talk. I, I am talking probably, even now I am talking, but that time was five, ten, 15 minutes before, I didn't have God. Now I have someone whom I can talk to. And I am asking him, and he's answering me. And there is a light in front of me. There is a focus in front of me. The image goes in front of you. And it, that is what we read in, in, ex, in Exodus, that uh, when the Israelites were, were going, there was cloud, pillar of cloud, and pillar of fire. The pillar of cloud was going before, and pillar of fire was in the back. God is taking care of us like that. And when the worldly people look, it is darkness. We read there, it is darkness. There is nothing. But within the Israelites, it was full of light. It was full of glory. So when we come to this light, it is full of glory. The outsiders cannot see this glory. This is only for you and for me. Say hallelujah. If you, if you believe in that, say hallelujah. hallelujah. So, God, this, uh, uh, God has made, taken foolish things to confound the wise. And then, and then, in my studies also he gave me. Then finally, I studied for one year. I wrote my exams. I became the 77th rank out of 11,000 students. How did this thing come? It is only by God. It is His mercy upon me. It is His grace upon me. It is nothing else. It is my God. I am, I am thankful to you that you clapped. Because you clapped, you clapped for me. I am thankful to you. Uh, uh, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to perform good actions that God prepared long ago to be our way of life. We are his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. And David says 
that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God has taken care of each and every aspect of you. Don't bother what, is, what uh, problems that you are facing presently. God has got a plan for you. It, uh, you know, God creates as a masterpiece to perform His good actions. God wants His message to go through you. You. You are the message of God. It should go through you. Not by you. It is through you. Your light, your actions, everything confounds to His will. And, and you become a masterpiece in His, in his, in his, in his, in his hand. You know, I just want to mention this one, this particular thing. Uh, William, William Booth, you, you might have heard, he was the head of Sal Salvation Army. Uh, I'm just putting stories amidst because some, uh, I see someone, uh, some people are dosing. So <laughs> I just thought that, you know. Uh, so these, uh, uh, William Booth was a Salvation Army chief. And he, he, out of his love for God, he wanted to start something for God. And he started Salvation Army. In that, only six-footers could come. And they had this special dress and everything. The, and uh, the, they, 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 they are full-time workers. At that time, Samuel Pringle, Bringle came. Uh, and he wanted to, be, uh, to join this Sal Salvation Army. He got saved. And he wanted to know about God, and he wanted to uh, uh, be in this Salvation Army. When he came, he was five foot six inches, and never he can be a member because immediately the first thing you see, he's gone. He many times he came to William Booth, and he said, "No way that you can you can be a you you, you can be a member." After still he kept on. He said, "God will make a way," and he again went. Finally, William Booth said, what can you do here? You cannot go. You cannot wear the dress. What can you do? He said, uh, then he asked, can you uh, clean the shoes of the members over here? Oh, it was like a, it, 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 it was a joyous moment for, uh, for uh, Samuel Bringle. He said, yes, I am ready. Because he, he wanted to be inside. He wanted to do God's job. And he, and he said, I am ready, sir. And, they, and uh, William Booth took him to the, uh, to, the, to the room. And he gave, this is your job. And you know the shoes. The shoes of the people who walk outside and come and just keep it outside. You know, one, one shoes, how does it smell? And he worked there for 16 years. 16 years he was working there as, uh, as, a, as a shoe cleaner, whatever. So then after that, after that, uh, during that time, he held a meeting. William Booth held a meeting. And all the people came, about 50,000 people came, and everyone, and the last day of the meeting was for a preacher. And for that preacher to give the message. And to give the message, he got a telegram. That time you have tele, 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 telegrams. They say, he sent a telegram that I won't be available, I cannot come, 
because of certain issues. Prince, uh, William Booth got this message the previous day. He was totally annoyed. He was sitting. He was, down, he, he was sleeping. He cannot have sleep because of how uh, thinking about tomorrow. People will come. Who is the messenger? He prayed unto God. God is not giving an answer. He prayed and prayed and prayed and then finally God said, this is my job. Why are you bothered? Giving message is my job. Why are you bothered? It is my job. Then again, William Booth said, but still, you need to tell me whom I have to. No, at that time, I will bring one up. And then, after that, he, uh, he uh, uh, on the day, it came, and it was difficult for him to go forward. God told him, there is a person who is in that room who is cleaning the shoes. He was, he was, during the 16 years, he was reading the Bible, he was, each and every verse was going into his heart like a sword. And each word, each verses were by heart for him. And William Booth went, and went to him and said, there is something I want to tell you. He said, we don't have someone to preach for tomorrow. He said, so what? We will pray. Again he said, uh, not tomorrow, today. He said, so what? We will pray. Then again he said, and the third time William Booth said, God had told that you have to preach. He said, God will never say that. Sure that God said? He said, yes. Then maybe I'll try. And then, on that last evening, uh, uh, Samuel Pringle came to the stage. He started his message. The, the beauty is that each and every verse was coming out of him. Towards the end, he saw all the chairs empty. He opened his eyes and he saw all the chairs empty. All the people were on their knees. and literally on tears. This is what God can do with a fool. This is what he can put in you. The worth that God can put in you. If you are in the hands of God, you are a powerful very powerful tool that could be used at any time. You need to be in his hands at any time. That, and then Samuel Prungel became the commissioner of that uh, of uh, Salvation Army for so many years after William, William, William Booth. And he, he is one of the best preachers a small slide is available in the net of this. And that small slide is rich inward. It's rich inward. So I always 
I say that you are a tool. You are a... You might be thinking that you are not capable. Your present situations might tell you that you are in trouble. But if God is looking from the horizon, He looks at you. He looks at you from far. And He is in your hands. And if you are in, in His hands, nothing that can stop you. Nothing that can stop you. And it is like, an, like the lady in the adult, uh, caught in the adult, adult, adultery. Everyone, everyone said she was caught in the adultery. She was caught in the adultery. Everyone told about me, he is good for nothing. He was good for nothing. But that good for nothing, God had placed me here to preach his word. I am not worthy. I am wretched. I am wretched, but God, God gave me worthy. God can give you worth. The inter he gives you worth, and no one can change it. Let's all stand up. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. He has given us the worth. He has given us the intrinsic value. He, he is the one who has engraven us in his palms. Mother and father will forget you, but he will never forget you. You are Alpha and Omega. Let's worship. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our God. You are worthy to be praised. We give you Psalm 139. Psalm 139, verse 14. The first part says this. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Just repeat that, would you? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That is your confession. That is your statement. Because that is what God has made us to be. We are made in his image. So church, let's just meditate on a couple of things that we heard right now as we go into prayer, thanking God for who we are. 
we are surrounded by His presence. We are surrounded by God's enveloping love, His grace. Just being there with Him, we are in His light. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a masterpiece. You are made in the image of God. And today we were told that you and I are expected to live lives of the highest standard. Which standard are we following? You have the word of God. That's the standard. That's the standard. God expects you to follow the standards that he has set. Not what is convenient to us. Not what the world follows. Turn to God. Just tell him. Put yourself in the hands of God. God wants you to be a tool that he can use. He has created you for a purpose. He has created you with an objective. You are not an accident. Talk to God right now and say, Thank you, God, that you created me. I did not come together because some molecules a million years back came together. Every cell in your body, every bit of you has been formed by the hands of God. Say, Thank you, God. That you molded me, you made me, you created me. I am such a beautiful person because you created me. And Father God, I just want to remain in your hands. I want you to continue to mold me and make me into that beautiful jar that you can use. Into that beautiful vessel that you can use, Lord. Not my will, but yours be done. We thank you, Lord, that we are made in your image. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that the truth that you have revealed to us, the truth that you have exposed to us, the whales that have been torn, we will see the truth for what it is. We will not have to assume or imagine. And thank you, Lord, that you set us those standards for us to follow. And I pray that every one of us will live our lives in a way that is pleasing unto God. That he will say at that last day, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That will be the words that every one of us hear. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you have ministered unto us this day, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we are your creation. We thank you, Lord, that you chose to tear that veil, Lord Father, so that we may see the truth, and the truth shall set us free. We thank you, Lord, that we who have been created in your image have been given these standards that we have to follow. Father God, I pray, Lord, that none of us will seek standards elsewhere, Lord Father. None of us will seek values from elsewhere, Lord Father, but we will turn to you, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord, for your enveloping presence in our life, Lord Father. You are there in front of us, you are there behind us, you are there above us, you are there to the sides of us, Lord. 
And we thank you, Lord, that in you is our life, Lord, Father. Father, we give all glory to you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your servant whom you use this day, Lord, Father. And I pray, Lord, that you will continue to bless him and his family. You will anoint him the more, Lord, Father, that he will bring to us greater truths that he can reveal unto us as you reveal unto him, Lord. Father, we thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you, Father, for every one of us gathered here this, this afternoon, Lord, Father. And I pray, Lord, that even as we leave this place, these words that which we have heard will continue to ring in our hearts and our minds, and you will bring change in our life. All glory be yours, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.